I've got Logos this time, so I'm I'm uh, I'm cheating on how quickly I can pull references up and stuff. Well, someone's got to be able to. I'm going old school. I got like a hard book. You got like <laughs> hard copy. That was hey, that was me a couple of weeks ago trying to find my Bible and you laughing at me. It was amazing. Welcome to the Beards and Bible Podcast, a podcast that brings together a love for good beer and Bible discussion. You can find us on Instagram at beers and Bible underscore, and on Twitter at beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. In the words of the reformer Martin Luther, Whoever drinks beer, he is quick to sleep. Whoever sleeps long does not sin. Whoever does not sin enters heaven. Thus let us drink beer. So let's join our hosts Rick and Patrick Welcome for this week's to discussion. episode number nine of the Beers and Bible Podcast. I am your host Rick. And I am your other host Patrick. And we are happy to be here with you today. Um, we have something special going on. We are not able to be in the same room, so we are doing this remote recording. Yeah, this is like the third or fourth episode in a row where we've done something new that we've never done before. Uh, we're trying to keep all you guys on your heels because Toads. that's what we do here. Whatever. <laughs> on your heels. Sounds like we're pushing on, them back. It's true. On your toes. On your toes. Uh, but we do. Hey, look, we still have the same beer. So we're going to be talking. We're not doing different beers or anything like that. Yeah, we are both we are both drinking the same beer, and this beer is another beer that was sent in, uh, shipped to us by a listener. Um, and I think we've already done one uh, brew, one beer from this this company. This is Slow Pour Brewing. So we got Slow Pour Brewing up on tap again. The listener sent us two different ones to enjoy, and That's so we thought it only fair. Lawrenceville, right? Yes, yeah, the one in Lawrenceville, Lawrenceville, yeah. Georgia. So, go back, I think it's episode maybe seven. Yeah, it's just two episodes ago. Yeah, that we talk about, uh, it was called Cotillion, and 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 honestly, I did not give it very high reviews, but uh, Patrick over there liked it. I did. It was it was very good to me. So, so... Um, all the beers are starting to run together, honestly. <laughs> they are, they are kind of... I think I gave it a two and a half, and I think you gave it a three and a half or... Or four, remember. maybe? possible that doesn't matter anyway so here we go so so the one well, we... we're back with a back with a new one here we got lager jamming from slow pour brewing and this is a vienna style lager i don't know what a vienna style lager is do you i don't where vienna is in like italy greece Dude, sure sure whatever you say man. where is vienna <laughs> all i know is vienna sausages mm. with crackers with saltines, just, oh, just straight out of the can, a little hot <laughs> sauce. <laughs> All right, so the yep. Vienna style lager, lager jamming from Slow Pour, uh, the can. Since that's what is what we do here on the Beers and Bible podcast. Um, just says we took some uh, time on the sweet amber beauty. You can imagine where it goes from here. Yeah, Slow Pour is assuming a lot about us. Yeah, they are. Hey, look, Slow Pour. This is beer number two, and and we're we're hopeful for you, but we really want you to improve your website because we can't learn much about your beer from your website. Not at all, and it's not easy to navigate. No. So, so if somebody can get in touch with Slow Pour Brewing and just ask them to update their website, that would be amazing. 
It would be. So we can learn more about, because we want to learn more about your beers. We really do. We want to learn. So teach us something. Teach us, teach us more about your beer. The website did actually say this one was 5% ABV, and the can says 45 So I don't know which one. Our marketing people the, can't even agree. <laughs> somebody can't agree on something. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So here we go. This is going to be an amber according to the can. So let's crack this thing open. We're going to try to we're going to try to time this out remotely across the internet, different locations. Here we go. One, two, three, crack. I, think I don't know how good we did. I that think time. we missed it a little bit. It's going to be hard to I tell did too. until you go back and listen to this in post. Yes. So we're pointing. Ooh, ooh. I can I can already tell tell you that. The smell of this is is uh is to my likings already, and the color of it is to my likings already. Yeah, you're gonna have to show me what um, you got because I don't have a glass. Oh, on my you don't end. have a glass, Mm-mm. so I'm just gonna have to drink this one like a Dude. like a like a peasant, just straight from the can, <laughs> straight from the can. So there it is, there it is, right there. Just imagine like yingling. Yeah, I just spilled some on me. I was not paying attention. Nice, nice. So well, while I'm finishing pouring this up, you get a taste and see what you think about it. I'm gonna wait. And then we're, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna take, get me a taste. We're gonna taste it together. Oh, we can't clink our glasses together this time. We can just. I'll have, I'll have to insert a fake clink. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Ready to try it? Let's do this. All right. Here Down we go. the hatch with lager jamming. Clink. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. This is way better than Cotillion. Slowpour may have redeemed themselves with this beer. That's a good beer. This is a really good beer. <laughs> Cotillion might have just been a bad one to start with. We should have, what we should have done is reached back out to that listener and said, hey, which one should we start with? We should, yeah. Or did, or should, or did we do it right by starting with the not as good one? I, see, so that I was so saying, that Slowpour didn't let us down with number two. See, that's where I'm. I'm. I'm actually glad that the better beer is last or the second of the two, because that means I'm going to have a really good uh, taste from Slowpour in my mouth. Can you hear my kid yelling in the background? That's amazing. <laughs> He's really mad about something. I'm not sure what it is though. That's okay. But <clears throat> yeah, this is like. Okay, you you go first because I know what I'm going to give it. Man, this is this is really good and to I, me, and I am I am like I'm fixed. I know exactly what I'm going to give it, and I'm not going to change. This is really really good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in at four. I'm gonna come in at four Luthers. Okay, on the scale of one right. to five Luthers, with one being bad and five being we're not sure yet. Amazing. We uh, haven't maybe. had five yet. Um, I'm going to come in at four. You know what? No, I'm I'm going to, I'm already going to change it. I'm going to make it four. <laughs> this is as good or better than dragon's milk, which to this point has been the highest rated beer we've, we've tried. This is true. So I'm going to say that this is as good or better than the dragon's milk. And I'm going to give it four and a half. I am also going to come in. I'm going to stay at four and a half. I don't think I'm going to quite give it five yet because I think this is basically the same quality as the dragon's milk. Okay. Yeah. To me, like, I think if, you and if, I are on the same page here. 
So our, our comparison is always like, if there was something else available, or if there was just these two, what would you do? If it was this or Dragon's Milk, I would have a very, very hard time choosing. I would not know what to choose. I really wouldn't. I think I would probably choose this one, just because Dragon's Milk was so strong. It okay. would depend on the setting, though. Yeah. If I'm sitting down, all right, I'll, I'll I'll go with you there. If I'm sitting down and having a pipe or something, I'm probably gonna go dragon's milk. Yeah. If, if you're but if, if you're I'm doing sitting down to dinner, if you're doing something that you're gonna be, you know, an hour or so mm-hmm. into, then dragon's milk is gonna be the way to go. But the uh, well, if I'm sitting down to dinner, this is it. Yeah, this is good. And this is, and I, and I, I've already said that I've I've gone up. And I just said that I think it's better than Dragon's Milk in general. I might have to give it 4.6. <laughs> just to say. Yeah. Just to say it's two, two <laughs> days. So this is the ninth episode of the Beers and Bible podcast. No, this is, this is nine. Yeah, this is nine. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't keep track. So this is the ninth episode. I I would, I would say this is the best beer that I've had. Okay. Since we started recording this I, podcast, I'm going to say these are this is equal par with Dragon's Milk, because with Dragon's Milk, I, I think I started at four and I ended at four and a half, because it kind of got better. Yeah, this one, which I'm, maybe that's what makes this one better. Like to me, this one was like you were like off the bat four and a half. <laughs> you were like I'm, and I'm. You said I'm locked into what I'm going to give this one. Yes, and, and you knew. And I, yeah. So this, I mean, it was it was that good from the beginning. Yeah. To me, so maybe that's what makes it better. But I'm still I'm still gonna stay at four and a half because this thing is really yeah, good. It is it is very good. Um, I guess I'll just I'll just land at four and a half to keep the math simple, <laughs> so I don't end up with four point five five yeah, Luthers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be that'd be too much. So slow pour. You've redeemed yourself with lager jamming. Oh man. At least this for is, on, Rick's, this is on Rick's side. So for for this, Patrick, for myself, um, I actually enjoyed the Cotillion, but I still think that Lager Jammin' is better. Better. Sub- it's, is substantially is, better. It's not just a little bit better. It is substantially better, in my opinion. I could tell from cracking it up, and when I, when I started pouring it and I smelled it, I was like, I am going to like this beer. Yeah. I knew I was going to like it. Yeah. From the first minute, yeah, and it and it has not let me down. No. This thing, no, it, I might go. I might have another. This might be the only episode where I drink two. <laughs> well, but there you have it. Slow pour brewing company, the the lager jamming, Vienna style lager. We're, You're getting four and a half. Four and a half from both of out us. of five Luthers. That is an excellent rating. Um, it's not, one of the best that we've had to date. No, it is. It is tied for the is, best. Yep. You're tied for first place. Um, not that you care what these two bozos say about your <laughs> beer anyway. But uh, very well done, Slow Pour. You've redeemed yourself from yes. Cotillion. And um, the Lager Jammin' is is very, very, very well done. Oh, man. Good this job. Is good. This is good. This is good. All right, so, so um, while we're still talking about beer for a second, we've got to decide what we're going to do for the 10th episode. Ooh. That's kind of a big... Somebody send us a suggestion. That's kind of a big deal. Somebody send us a suggestion. We 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 are really enjoying getting these suggestions from people. 
Um, and and honestly, we're really enjoying getting free beer from people. So send us free beer yeah, as well. <laughs> whatever it takes. Um, I've heard it said. You know how to contact us. Yes, you do. And we'll cover that at the end if you don't know or if you missed it in the intro. Yes. Or if you don't For listen sure. to the outro. Um, I've heard it told that if a podcast can make it to episode 10, it's it can be expected to have a long shelf life. Okay. So how many, what are they like? What are they? I mean, cause I mean, let's be honest. I'll keep doing this. I don't care if anybody listens or not. I'll keep doing this. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're using to gauge that. I'm not sure if there's, if they're saying, you know, a certain number of listeners, but, um, you know, We'll keep going. Yeah, we'll keep going until eventually. Get... Eventually, somebody will pick it up, and and like a thousand million people will start listening. to Yeah, it, hopefully. Uh, looking at you, um, Babylon B. Who have we tagged in pictures? Uh, Babylon B. John Nut Brewing. Left Lazy Nut. Magnolia. <laughs> John Christ. I uh, I tagged him in a picture the other day. <laughs> We're uh, just gonna start tagging everyone, yeah. and hopefully, somebody will be like, "Who are these idiots?" Basically. So, <laughs> anyway, so. Slow pour. Well done. Lager jamming. Four and a half we like it. Um, Hey, look. This one has paired well with good conversation. I'm not going to lie. That's what the can says. It does. It says it says nothing good happens in a hurry and pairs well with good conversation. Lager jamming pairs well with a good conversation. Didn't Cotillion so, also say that? Yeah, that's. I think that's their, their few. They have like three catchphrases. They have nothing good happens in a hurry. They have slow dance in your taste buds. And then they have uh, whatever beer it is pairs well with a good conversation. That seems to be the the standard on the two that we have reviewed. Well, so slow pour. I take back everything bad I said about your website. I take back everything bad I said about you because this beer is really good. But slow pour, you still need to update your website. Yeah, we still want you to update your website, but I just take back all the bad things I said about it. Also, so, side note, um, it's it's very good out of the can. Okay, from the that's can. good to know. If you that's don't, good to know. If you don't have beer glasses or whatever. Hey, look, I noticed this about Cotillion, and I wondered, they don't print on their cans. They wrap them in this, like, plastic stuff. Oh, it is it's a wrap. Really, it's not. It's like a plastic wrap that goes on their can. Dude, that's cool. And it's actually, it's actually kind of cool, because you could peel that off, and it would be like Dharma beer. Just the, just the straight, like, white, or maybe it's a silver can or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, look, I would do that for, like, a Halloween party. I would buy several of these, and I would peel the wrappers off, and I would just write Dharma on them. <laughs> Done. Let's do for, that. For a Lost-themed party for all you Lost fans out there from, like, 2000 and, what, 8, 12 or something like I that? I don't remember. 2012. Great show, though. I, I tried to forget the ending because it was that bad. I didn't so, mind it, but that's not what we're talking about here. We will okay, not discuss here that here. <laughs> we will not discuss the ending of Lost. All right. So, all right. So, so we've uh, reviewed our beer, and next we are going to dive back into J.I. Packer's book, Concise Theology. This week on the Beers and Bible podcast, we are going to be discussing the goodness of God and what that means. Um, so first, first things first, uh, when we talk about the goodness of God, one of the uh, definitions or one of the characteristics of God that gets uh, tossed around a little bit is God is love. Uh, Psalm 136.1 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. 
His love endures forever. Um, in another verse that Packer actually references is first John four, uh, eight, eight. And then I'm going to read uh, through 10. So, um, here we go. The, the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's good stuff. It is. Um, I think John saying that, um, hang on. God saying that it's not that we have loved God, even though we do love God, but that God loved us so much that he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Um, so that, I mean, that, that becomes the basis for, for our love. Like we're able to love because God loved us. Right. Without, without God's love for us, we do not even have the ability to love. Because I mean, it's, and and in all reality, all we have is the, is a human version of love, which is going to be it's going to be finite, it's going to be incomplete, and so we don't actually understand what the totality of love actually is. Yeah, and I also think that as as humans, we have this very shallow view of what love is. Um, yeah, and, and, well, there, and there's and there's no way, you know, I would go even so far to say is like even at times in the way you love your spouse, it's a shallow mm-hmm. love because it's almost not saying that like a hundred percent of marriages experiences, experiences, or is always, it's always going to be this case. But like we show our love for our spouse sometimes in order to get something from our spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, it's it, all right. So we either have, we have we have one of two versions of love i think from a human perspective we think loving someone means like always being nice to them and always doing kind things to them or you know giving them gifts or something we we kind of define love that way or we kind of have this selfish version of love that is you you kind of fake show love in order to get something out of that person right so you act interested in it or you act like you're involved in that person's life in order to get something from that person. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not even, you know, it's a long game you play, you know, yeah. it's not something that, you know, I'm going to do something nice for you so that in 20 minutes you can do something nice for me. But it's like, I'm going to show you acts of love over the, over the course of several weeks or months. Yeah. So that down the road, I have this thing that I can hold over your head. And, and exactly. that is not what the true, version of love that god gives us yes. is um i mean even if you go to the very next verse where even into verse 11 where first john uh where john says beloved if god loved us we also ought to love one another and, mm-hmm. and now remember that's on the heels of we loved god because he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins right so we have the ability to love because God sent his son. And so because we have the ability to love because God sent his son, we should love one another the way God has loved us. Right. You know, so you end up with this, this cycle of, of almost, I don't, I don't want to call it divine love, but it's, it's divinely inspired love. Mm-hmm. That is a love that is 100% selfless instead of selfish. Instead of what can I get? It says, what can I give? Right. 
you know there's a there, so, there's a, a small note in the in the chapter from Packer um where he's he's re, he's written out John first uh, John 4 9 and 10 and he mm-hmm. said it's not that we have loved God because we didn't love God yes the you know the uh beginning of our sin the beginning of sin in general was an act of was not an act of love toward God and what he had commanded Adam and Eve to to do or not do yeah so exactly. so it's not that we loved God but that he loved us so much to send his son to be the atonement for our sins yeah and that's what's that's what makes him the god of love yeah that, that that is how we can stay in confidence not just because we know it but we how we can confidently say that god is love yeah and i i, I really like that uh even though i love first john i really like that he used psalm 136 as well yeah because if you read psalm 136 like it's it's like statement his love endures forever statement his love endures forever statement his love endures forever and it's like 30 verses of this that it, yeah. it repeats and so it's almost it's almost like we have to be constantly reminded of the love of god because we're we are so broken from love we're so devoid of love that we have to be constantly reminded and constantly reminded and constantly reminded of this love of god that would send his son to be the propitiation for the sins Right. our sins yeah yeah so so and and that that actually so he sends the propitiation to be our sins now when when the new testament talks about being being when it says the word us a lot of times or it says the word the world or something like that it doesn't necessarily mean the entire world oh um, that is controversial what, what? We're, we're gonna go back to predestination here from a couple of weeks ago yeah um but but if and and here's the reality of this of this type of of belief or this type of doctrine if god if you believe that god's sacrificial death on the cross objectively paid the penalty for all sins of all humans of all time regardless of without distinction or without what is there there's two things they say without exception and without distinction okay that means that that Every single person's sins have been obje- objectively paid for. Now, if God is a God of justice and all sins have been paid for, then God has no choice but to let every single person into heaven. So you, you end up with, by, by default, by logic, you end up with universalism. Hmm. I've never so, thought of it like that. <laughs> so you have to say that, no, there is a distinction. There is an exception for the for the propitiation of sins that that the what we would call the atonement mm-hmm. is not is not ever been intended for every person of every time of all of creation it has never been intended for that way and and i think scripture specifically paul is very adamant about that right and so so that's that's where and and you know we get even more more further into this this idea of of a calvinistic uh soteriology that would that would hold to the view of limited atonement mm. um and I'm, i don't want to go off on a on a tangent about this but it's kind of it kind of hits at what we're talking about today that the the reality that god even saved some 
should should boggle our minds. Yeah. Okay. Because of our brokenness, because of our uh our because of our sin. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the just the reality that God saved some should boggle our minds. The, if, even if, if He only saved one, yeah. If if God had only saved one, that would be enough to show His great love for just one. Exactly. And so, so you end up with this idea of of the us in Scripture, or specifically in the New Testament, the us is is probably better defined. Uh, and and Packer hits on this is is saying like us who believe. And if you pair that with the book of First uh, John, with with this passage in First John, and then you go back to all of John's gospel, mm-hmm. jo- the whole point of John's gospel was written so that people would believe, and and it, and it's constantly presenting you with this question of what are you going to do with Jesus? What are you going to do with Jesus? Right. And so, so you're you're constantly faced with that, and every person comes up against that. Now, this is where you have this this tension between the sovereignty of God and the and the freedom of man. Because every single person is confronted with what they're going to do with Jesus, and they they have to respond. Right. But we also have to recognize that it's God willing and working in us is the one is the one that leads us to that point where we respond. Okay, but what do you do with like when John three six John three sixteen for God so loved the world, yep. that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What do you what do, we, what do we do with that? You know, and and that's the that's the the verse that everybody comes back with. I actually don't have a problem with that verse, and I think it it further reiterates my point. Um, because God does love His creation, the world. There's there's no doubt about that. Right. Genesis one tells us that He saw it and He said it was good. Right. So so He loves His creation, and and. Even and, and I'll come back to this in just a second, but but to keep going. So for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him. Now the word there that that is commonly translated "whosoever," we kind of misunderstand "whosoever" to mean everyone. That doesn't mean everyone. Whosoever means all of the people that actually do. Okay. Okay. So who, and, and so whosoever and in the Greek, there in, is not referencing is not referring to all. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all mean that everyone will believe, or that everyone, um, really, that everyone has the opportunity to. Well, I mean, everyone has the opportunity to believe because that's that's where we condemn ourselves. Because if right. you read seventeen and eighteen, it says, you know, if you don't believe, you're already condemned. Right. So, so that's how you condemn yourself is by unbelief. But but if you if you go back to the Greek construct of that of that word whosoever. It's actually three three words that that translate all of the ones believing, um, and so a, a shorter way to say all of the ones believing is whosoever. So when we tr- so when that was translated, we just missed the we just missed the mark in general. We and I don't I don't I don't think we really missed the mark as much as we say as much as our context has led us to a different understanding of the word whosoever. Uh. Because okay. because I understand the word whosoever as all of the ones that actually do. You know, if you don't do that, you're not a whosoever. If you right. don't believe in Christ, then you're not a whosoever did, you know, because you didn't do it. And so so the 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 atonement of Christ is not open to you because you didn't. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so we didn't we didn't mean to get into atonement today, no, but that's no, what we did. <laughs> so so when we say like that Jesus' death on the cross 
is only an, it was only enough for the sins of so what we're saying is Jesus' death on the cross is was only enough for those who would believe in him and it is not enough for those who choose not to believe in him no i wouldn't say it that way i would i would say Jesus' sacrifice is perfect for those who do believe okay okay because it's not like it's not like he was trying to do more right and couldn't right uh, which is which is kind of what if you say oh it was only good enough to do that that's what we say about something that, well he tried but he was only this good yeah you know um that that kind of it, it puts a negative connotation right. on the atonement and so so this, so is, it was, I mean, this is really it was, it was perfect for it was the exact it was it was the exact amount for to cover the sins of those who would believe in Jesus. Exactly. That, and, and that's why I say it objectively completed its mission. Gotcha. Like, if you if you think about the atonement as a mission, you know, this is your mission. You have to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And what the atonement did is this, 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 and this. It perfectly completed all of the mission in perfect form without any mistakes. Um, he He came to earth. He died. He was buried. And he rose again. And then he ascended into heaven. Like, that's... That's the completion of the atonement. And so so when you say when you say that Christ came and was perfectly atoning for the sins of those who would believe in him, the sins that, that people repent of, then then that means every sin. And and that doesn't mean just all of the sins up until you confess Christ. No, it means all of the sins up until you confess Christ and from the point on, because we're not perfect as soon as we confess Christ. If right. we were then there'd then be no point. In living past salvation, exactly. It, you know, it'd be like if you if you're perfect, then you might as well go ahead and be glorified right then and there, right. and just go on. You know, you get saved and go on into heaven. But but that's not what Scripture teaches. It teaches us constantly that we have to struggle. We, you know, Paul says, "Work out your salvation with fear and trembling." Mm-hmm. And so you have this idea of struggling in the Christian life, and and really go look at the book of First Peter, and it talks about struggling through the Christian life, and it's it's not a perfect and and Christians are not supposed to be this perfect people, right? You know, we're supposed to, well, honestly, we're supposed to make mistakes because we're supposed to be the example of how you repent and then turn back to Christ when right. you do make a mistake. Right. Like that's, I mean, there's even, there's even a point to our sin and there's mm-hmm. even a point to our mistakes. Yeah. And that's what the atonement covers is all of that. Mm-hmm. So, and that, I mean, that gets us into this this idea of the sovereign redemptive love of God. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the sovereign redemptive love of God, um, we're talking about this is this is really the goodness of God on display. Mm. Um, and, and we kind of hit on this a, a little bit ago when we said, you know, even if God only saved one person, yeah. that would be enough. That would be enough to to justify God getting the glory. Mm-hmm. That mean, you know, yeah. and so. So this idea of of the sovereign redemptive love of God comes out and and we say, you know, that's a reason for us to worship is 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 because he has at least saved one person. But yeah. that that also opens the door to more aspects of his goodness which are his grace and his mercy because every single person who does find themselves in Christ who repents and believes according to scripture um, that person receives mercy. They receive compassion. They see. They receive goodness from God, and and all of this points back to the idea that God is love. And so, um, 
the 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 reality of this is that that we don't deserve the love of God, but He shows us this love of God anyway. And that's you know when you go back to that Psalm one thirty six, that's that's almost the point of that Psalm is He's saying He's done all of these things and His love endures forever. You're basically worthless people, but His love endures forever. Yeah, and and so that's why we can say that that. God being love, God is love, is really the supreme expression of God's goodness and his amazing grace and his inexpressible love. I think this is this is the way Packer says it. It says the supreme expression of God's goodness is still the amazing grace and inexpressible love that shows kindness by saving sinners who deserve only condemnation. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, we we get and I, I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago or I can't remember what it was, but we talked about justice and injustice right? or non-justice, the non-justice yeah. of God. You know, we really receive in salvation, we receive non-justice mm-hmm. um, or, or injustice from God. And, that, and our salvation is based in the injustice of God. But because God is good, he says, he says, no, I'm going to let my justice overshadow you. I'm going to let um, all of this overshadow you. And, and realistically, when we talk about the love of God, we also have to talk about the justice of God. Because the justice of God would say, no, you're not in Christ, so I cannot bring you, I can't bring you, I can't overlook your sins, yeah. and therefore you're cast out. You know, you're separating the, the wheat from the chaff. So yeah, the, um, the two go hand in hand. The justice yes. and the love of God go hand in hand. Um, yeah. Because because of God's great love for us, that was manifested in the death of Jesus on the cross, Um the Jesus Jesus' death was a part of God's justice. Yes, correct. So that's correct. And then that point, that justice points to the the love and the justice combined together point to God's faithfulness. Right, and God's faithfulness, um, just is a, is further points to His goodness and also His praiseworthiness. Is is the what uh, Packer says. Um, so God's God is faithful in a way that we can never understand. Like humans, you know, we lie, we deceit, we break our word. God is not capable of doing this at any point in in all of time. When God says something, He has meant it. When when God has made a promise, He has fulfilled it. Um, like a lot, like the Scripture says, what it means and means what it says. God is the same way. Um, yep. Even even when we're going through, you know, the deepest valleys, God's compassions never fail. Um, yeah. And then God's faithful, and then great is your faithfulness. Um, mm-hmm. We don't under, we don't really understand how God expresses His faithfulness all the time. Um, and honestly, it's not really for us to understand how God expresses His faithfulness. Um, That's true. But His faithfulness. Um, is the final testimony of those who walk with God through life in, in their ups and their downs when they're on top of the mountain and in the deepest valley. Um, and then when they get through it all, they can say, God has fulfilled every promise that he has ever made me. Um, yeah. Hang on. I've got a Joshua. I think it's Joshua 23 where God says, uh, he tells Joshua, what did I just do? Um, that's what Packer references. References there. It's Joshua yeah. twenty three. Mm-hmm. 
And he says, and now I'm about to go all the way of the earth. And you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things the Lord your God has promised concerning mm-hmm. you all have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, so you, you know, you have that, that statement to Joshua, um, who, who is the one who got to take the people of, of Israel into the promised land, you know, yeah. Moses couldn't see it because, because of his failures. Right. Um, and so God promised it to Joshua and God delivered on his promise to Joshua. Right. And, and so he ends up, uh, he ends up saying that. And I think it's later on in Joshua. It's just, it may be just the next chapter where, where Joshua says, um, as for me and my house, I think it's a couple more chapters down. Maybe it's like 28. I can't remember. Um, no, cause there's only 24 chapters in Joshua, but, but he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, you know, Joshua in, in response to that, that, that thing, that claim of God to say, I'm faithful. He says, okay, you know, that's fine. That's great. And I recognize that. So as for me in my house, because of God's faithfulness, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Exactly. Twenty four fifteen. It's like, it's yeah. like eight, eight chapters down or eight verses down. Yeah. Um, and so, so you, you have this promise of God to be faithful yeah. and then you have God living up to his promise to be faithful. So again, God has kept up his end of the bargain, mm-hmm. you know, but it's his grace and mercy that overlooks our failures time in and time, time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, you just, know, and, not just our failures, but also when we go through valleys, when we experience trials, yeah. um, James talks about trials, you know, he talks about considering it a great joy my brothers whenever you experience trials yeah later he says blessed is the man uh who endures hang on blessed is the man who endures trials because when he has passed the test he will receive the crown of life that god has promised to those who love him so there's there's twofold here like james is saying that you will experience trials he doesn't say if he doesn't say should you experience trials? He says, whenever you experience trials. Yeah. And then he also says, when you get through the trial, there there is a reward for that. And it may not be a reward you see on this side of eternity. It may be it may be a reward you get once you once you're glorified. Yeah. But there is a reward for going through that trial. And that is just an ex- another example of God's faithfulness to us. He is faithful yeah. in trials. He's faithful when uh, life is hard. Uh, whether it's in your marriage or at work or whatever, but God is f- always faithful. He is always faithful. He always provides. He always um, protects. He always guides his people and and carries out his will in their lives. Exactly. Yep. And and that's the that's a very similar thing to what what Peter hits on in his for in his um, the gospel or not the gospel the epistle first Peter, you know, he says, he, he says multiple times when you face trials, when you face, mm-hmm. when the trial comes, you know, you, number one, you got to be ready for it. And so, you know, that's, that's the whole point of Peter is saying, Hey, you got to be ready for this when it comes out. I, I don't want you to be caught off guard. You got to be ready for this. And then he says, number two, don't forget God is with you through this fire. God is going to take mm-hmm. you through this fire Yeah, and, and nothing is going to pull you from the love of God. And, and so, um, you know, that, that reminds me of, of like Romans eight and 28, eight twenty eight. where let me pull up eight twenty eight. Um, we call, we call eight twenty eight 
through like 30, this, this whole like golden chain of salvation. Um, but he says, and we know that for those who love God, again, we're talking, we're going back to this love God. We love because he loved us. All things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and whom he predestined, he also called and those whom he called, he also justified and those whom he justified, he also glorified. And so, so you have this, this succession of events that really and truly begins with the love of God. It all starts with the love of God, which, which exemplifies God's goodness. Right. So there's the goodness of God for you. It's pretty good stuff. It is. God is good. So when we think about the goodness of God, uh, you know, we think about how he loves us. Um, thank you, John Mark McMillan, for how he loves. That's a good song. Um, but if the listeners want to... <laughs> hashtag John Mark McMillan. No, um, what? Oh, the... <laughs> hashtag Team Unforeseen. Uh, <laughs> so patrick tell us how our listeners can get a hold of us we tried to cover wisdom but we're not going to get there tonight yeah, we're, we're, we'll uh we'll jump into wisdom next in episode 10 um if you want to reach out to us you can email us at beers and bible podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at beers and bible underscore underscore Bible underscore i can't remember because there's they're not all uniform throughout so (laughs) we're on instagram at beers and bible underscore our logo is like blue and it looks like two beer glasses but it's also the bible so um, depends on how you look at it what do they call those the illusions i don't know optical illusion now i'm thinking of the ink blot things what do they call the ink blot things Ink blots. Workshop, yes. Anyway, so there's that. If you follow us on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1, send us an email. Let us know uh, what you think. Let us know if you uh, have a beer suggestion. Send us beer. We, we like beer. And uh, we like beer. We like free beer, especially. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, next episode will be episode 10. We'll party hard. If you uh, if you're enjoying what you're listening here on Beers and Bible, follow us and uh, share with your friends. Like and share. Like sharing is caring. Share and make sure that we are getting out there. Due to the nature of our positions, we have to be anonymous that so we can't share personally on any of our social media. So we're yes. relying on our listeners to uh, to do that for us. So um, who knows? Maybe one day we'll be able to. So maybe maybe we should do like a worship leader probs thing where he's like if if we get to fifty thousand then I'll reveal who I am. We should be like if we get to a hundred thousand followers. I don't know. I, I have a friend <laughs> that worship leader probs may might send us a cease and desist if we do that. <laughs> um, hey, we love you, worship leader probs. Seriously, I don't know if they listen to us. I bet they don't. They probably don't. Probably don't. Um, but if it hey, if anyone seriously knows of any any meme accounts or anything like that that have a lot of followers that would be interested. And this is Hit us up. Um, and until next time, see ya. Peace out. You enjoy what you hear on beers and Bible. Please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. 